All right, how is everyone? Ready for another episode of Sunday Night Metal? So, this will be a bit different from other episodes of Sunday Night Metal. It's going to be a, quote, best of from the... uh, Preview from from the last several albums that we've we've reviewed through the month. So, you know the best songs off of "Oh God Save Us All" by Disciple. You know, uh, "True Defiance" by Demon Hunter. The best songs off uh, "We Is Human" and "As We Ascends." Farewell to Midnight. So, that's how it's going to be. And of course, to keep those of you who are interested, you know, in this show. Um, that are listening on, say, uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Play, you know, different different uh, distributors that aren't Anchor because the fact that the music won't get published. I'm going to treat this like another episode of Behind the Armor and uh, during the breaks of songs, there's going to be just me talking about the things that interest me. So, you know, treat this more like a normal episode of Behind the Armor, just with a more metal focused. So... Without further ado, let's begin, shall we? You're listening to Geek Source Entertainment. So that's right. New intro song. For those of you who listen on other platforms, I use... Outside of the intro, you are listening to Geek Source Entertainment. There's also an intro song that follows that. Lately, it's been Panic Room, but uh, today I used The Greatest Show, a metal cover by Jonathan Young and Caleb Hiles um, from The Greatest Showman. I got into Jonathan Young and Caleb, Caleb Hiles. They're, they're uh, solo artists that do metal covers of like pop culture songs, you know, movies, uh movies, games, that sort of thing. You know, Jonathan Young has done some Pokemon song covers. Caleb Hiles has done, you know, covers of uh, um, Cuphead rap. That that That's actually a song I've been jamming to. Among other things, uh, they and how I got into them was Jonathan Young did a cover of songs from Phantom of the Opera and, and they collabed together on covers for uh, from the film prince of egypt and recently this week they they covered the greatest show and the other side from the greatest showman soundtrack i have not seen the greatest showman yet but i really 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 want to because i've heard the songs and they're great songs and yeah i thought you know um the greatest show would be fitting for sunday night metal because it's my favorite show to do Every other episode, you know, of Behind the Armor will have um, Panic Room used and then The Greatest Show Metal version by Jonathan Young and Caleb Hiles will be um, on Sunday Night Metal because it's my favorite show and personally I think it's the greatest show. I'm not biased at all. (laughs) Um, So yeah, those of you who are listening on other platforms... This information is totally irrelevant to you. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, let's uh, kick off with some actual music, shall we? Uh, Up first is from the best of this month. The best of February. 
Up first is God Forsaken by Demon Hunter. So let's talk tech, shall we? Apparently today, no, not apparently, it was today, the Galaxy S9 and S9 Plus were unveiled. They totally don't look exactly like the Galaxy S8. Except they do. And I, I'm, I'm sorry, normally I just, I, I don't really, I wouldn't, give a crap about that except as an apple fanboy i have to put up with android fanboys who uh you know will say dumb crap like Ugh, the iphone it's looked exactly the same for four years the six looks like the 6s and the seven and the eight they all look the same and it's like yeah and so does every other android phone when you look at uh, when you, when you look at the the uh, Galaxy S8 S9, they moved the fingerprint scanner on the S9 to the spot where every other Android fan uh, every other Android phone has it, slightly above center and below the camera. I really don't, you know, although. I, I, mm. You know, and of course, you know, for me, I work at a phone store and it just goes to show you that the S8 has been the only defining Samsung phone for me. Like it's the one phone I look at and I'm like, oh, that's an S8 because every other Samsung phone looks the same to me. Sure, they may, the, the, the back of the phone may have, may have changed with the S5 to the S6, S6 becoming non, uh, non-removable. And then of course the S7 and S8 continuing that, but you know, it's funny because I can never tell the difference. They all used, up until the S8, they all used the same oval-shaped home button. They all kind of copied the Apple design of, you know, thick top and bottom bezels. And, you know, what's funny is is the the S8, really, when you compare it to the uh, Edge versions of the S6 and S7, isn't even that revolutionary. They just reduced the size of the, the top and bottom bezels for that phone and got rid of the, the home button and placed the home button, you know, made it a, a digital button. So, you know, I, I just, I really, it's not, it's not that, you know, oh, I'm having the same design is necessarily a bad thing. I, the S8, the Galaxy S8 is one of the best looking phones in the market, um, especially in the Android market. Because when you look at the, when you look at phone designs, it's the Samsung has kind of started the whole bezel-less trend, and you know every other Android phone you know tries to copy them. I mean, even the iPhone, the iPhone went bezel-less this year with the iPhone 10, and although it, it at least changed it up with you know the the you know much divisive notch or very divisive notch, I should say, to be grammatically correct. You know, but I like honestly the iPhone X's way of doing it because it's the least compromising. I mean, you could argue that because it has that thin frame around the rest of the device that you know it has more bezels than other ones. Where you know, like with the Galaxy S8, the 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 sides of the device are you know curved display, so you don't see any frame around you know when you're typically looking at it. I personally don't really care for curved displays my, that Samsung does myself. 
I just don't like how it looks. I think it's a little, it, it looks kind of weird and sometimes video gets distorted at the edge of it, but you know, it's for the most part, it's fine. You know, um, it's just a personal preference for me. I prefer the frame to, I, I prefer having a flat screen to a curved screen. Um, just personal preference, you know, but I do like the way the iPhone 10 kind of, you know, only compromise where it was necessary hardware wise with the notch if apple could have figured out a way to get rid of the notch they they probably would have and and make the whole thing a display i think they would have um and honestly and it, it helps them stand out from the rest of the market where you know every other android phone looks identical you know and it, of course, this whole trend was started by Samsung. Samsung it was the brand that, with the S8, kind of rev, you know started the whole you know kickstarted the whole bezel-less display in 2017, and you know they they're continuing that with the S9. But you know, I just got a rant about it because, like, I hear I heard all the time how Apple is not innovative because they recycled the same design for four years or whatever. And then it's like, you know, I can't tell. I work at a phone store and I can't tell the difference between any other Samsung phone because of how they look on the front. Sure, the backs may be different, but I still can't tell because most people don't, you know, you don't look at the back of a phone. And of course, I do have to, I have to find funny, I find it funny how, you know, the, the S9 is copying uh, with the, the Animojis that Apple does with the iPhone 10. I, I've heard nothing but ridicule because i own an iphone 10 and android fanboys that i have to put up with are like oh the one thousand dollar emoji machine which i I agree i think it's kind of dumb that uh the marketing used for the iphone 10 focuses on you know one of the most trivial aspects of the phone i mean i get it is kind of a good showcase of the technology in a, a small in a small way and that you know it shows how accurate it maps your face and can follow you around um but it's just kind of weird. Why is that the advertising, you know, why is that the focus of the advertising? Whatever. Apple knows what they're doing because they sell more than any other, you know, just one model of, of iPhone sells more than any one model of, of Samsung phones or of Android phones. Sure, Android phones make up more of the market because there's a whole bunch of them. But the iPhone is still the most successful phone on the market, really. Uh, and I do find it hilarious that, you know, the S9 is doing the whole Animoji thing. They're doing it differently, obviously. They're, they're making it like, it's kind of like a cross between the, uh, what were they called on the Wii? The Nintendo Wii. Um, the Miis on the Wii and Animojis from the iPhone 10. It's like a blend between them in that, you know, you can customize your character like you would a, 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 a me on, on a Wii, but if, ooh, try saying that 10 times fast. Um, so it's a blend with that, but then it uses the same like facial tracking tech that is used in, in uh, the iPhone. But I gotta say, I definitely prefer iPhone's way of doing it, you know, because I just think it's kind of creepy looking on the S9. And also from what little I've seen of it from 
some of the videos I've seen, it's really choppy looking. It's not very fluid. The motions aren't very fluid. Say what you will about Animojis, but they do a good job of tracking your facial mo movements. The S9's facial tracking just doesn't seem to be on that same level. Maybe it'll get better before the release of the device and, of course, with the later software updates and stuff. But, eh, you know... I just I just find it absolutely hilarious because now I'm gonna now I'm gonna hear all the Android fanboys talk about how you know emojis are actually the future or whatever and yeah and I'm happy with my iPhone 10 my iPhone 10 will probably be my my device for the next two to three years unless unless something you know devastates me but if I if I had to switch I will say this if I had to switch to an Android phone it would be a Samsung phone because. The Samsung, mar the Samsung brand has been leading the market, especially in the Android market, for a very long time. They're the best. Uh, you know, it's funny because Android is developed by Google, and yet the Pixels, while they're okay phones, it's the Samsung phones that everyone really goes nuts for. But that's my thoughts on the Galaxy S9. If you're out there listening, what are your thoughts? So, let's talk more about what I like about the Galaxy S9. First of all, despite my rant earlier, I do like the design. I think it's a beautiful design. And the reason why it bugs me so much about when I hear, oh, the iPhone doesn't change and 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 all that. And, you know, the design got recycled for four years or whatever. And the reason why it bugs me that Samsung does it and, you know, no one bats an eye is because of the fact that really... Who cares what about design? So long as the phone is functional and the design works and it's a good design, who cares whether or not the design changes from year to year? You know, and that's how I honestly feel about the Galaxy S9. I think it's a beautiful looking phone, even if it does look like the Galaxy S8, you know. And why fix what isn't broken? I wish more people would understand that. And, you know, it's like, why change designs if it's unnecessary to change the design? You know, if the if the old design works, don't don't change it. So, you know, first off, the phone is gorgeous. Love the look of the phone. Uh, and then the second the second thing I like, too, is the camera. I'm not going to get into aperture. The aperture thing, apparently the, the aperture on the lens can change, which leads for more better low-light pictures. I don't know anything about camera, so who knows, if that, who knows if that's true or not. But the thing that about the camera that does intrigue me is the uh, slow-mo, the super slow-mo mode. At 960 frames a second, that is amazing. And I love me my slow-mo. I, I film... Pretty much everything I film and film in slow, I've, ugh, pretty much everything I film, I film in slow mo because I just love being able to slow the footage down and watch, you know, things happen in you know this delayed time and to watch every little detail, you know, of of like if I'm filming my dog, her running. I love watching every little individual, you know, movement of of her hair and and paw and and. It's just, it's, I love it. I love slow motion. I don't know what it is, but it fascinates me. And so to see the, uh, see the Galaxy S9 have a slow motion frame rate that is 
exponentially higher than any other any other uh camera out there i think the the both the pixel 2 and iphone are at slow motion of 240 frames a second or something like that so to see them go that far up nine to 960 is amazing and of course another thing i like is i like the options one of the things i absolutely love about the samsung phones is the fact that they throw everything at the wall to make sure it's in and and you know they they actually managed to make most of it stick you know they have an sd card slot for extra storage they have all these security measures how do you want to secure your device of course you have you know uh pattern finger uh or pattern passcode or pin of course and then on top of that you have you know fingerprint scanner iris scanner and facial recognition you know I love having that option. And of course, I, I I didn't really read about the facial recognition, but the little I did is saying that they that they're working on improving the facial recognition. You know, which I think makes sense because, like it or not, the uh, iPhone when Apple does something, it becomes standard. You know, not that Apple was the first phone to do facial recognition; it existed for a while on other phones. But now that Apple's done it, it's going to be a staple of on every phone every phone is going to have a facial recognition system why because apple did it and everyone wants to, you know it's just going to become a standard feature much like the the touch id um it was a standard on on most phones and, and and still is it's you know on the samsung phones it's on the pixels it's on the motorola phones it's it's on the lg phones you know so and i like but i i like options and i like the fact that you know the S9 has more options, you know, for security than just one. That is one thing I don't like about Apple is I wish that they would give the option for, you know, especially for securing your device, you know, how do you want to secure it? Fingerprint scanner, facial recognition, or something else. Personally, in a dream world, I would love to have voice recognition be a security thing because it's in the movies and stuff like that. And, and I would love to, like, unlock my device with a code word you know um that that would just be fantastic but i understand that apparently just the technology is not there if it could ever be there i don't know if it if it could but you know um there have been a couple people you know even even though you know it's not supposed to it's only supposed to recognize you it still can be fooled like just the other day you know I think I was talking to my sister or something, or maybe it was my dad. I don't remember what was, I was talking to someone and they said the, uh, the trigger, you know, if you have an iPhone, you know what it is. Um, and it triggered Siri on my device. And even though it wasn't me talking, so it, it was definitely an evidence of, Oh, you know, this, this stuff is about 95%, you know, uh, foolproof, but there's still that 5% where, you know, it can be fooled. So I can understand why it wouldn't be used. But I think it would be totally awesome, too, is I think if, if the iPhones could get the Touch ID underneath the display and get Touch ID back, I think that'd be fantastic. Which it's funny because the Galaxy S9 has a fingerprint reader, but it's also not under the display yet. It's funny because all these flagship companies like Samsung, like Apple, were trying to figure out how to go bezel-less and keep Touch ID by putting it under the display. Both Samsung and Apple had patents, yet they couldn't figure it out. And then here comes this little company, you know, that not a whole lot of people have heard of, Vivo, and they figure out how to do it. And it's like, <laughs> that, that, 
that that's actually hilarious and it works like in the movies too like in the movies what you know you see the government official and they walk into this top secret room and they put their fingerprint down and, and this you know this scanner lights up and and scans their uh scans their fingerprint and lets them in and that's how it works on the vivo phone you put your fingerprint on the sensor a light is produced and then it checks if it's if it's the right fingerprint lets you in if not doesn't let you in i think that's that's awesome you know, and I think it would be nice if, you know, one day maybe we could have a, a two-factor authentication for, you know, your phones, Face ID and Touch ID, you know, for to get into your device. You, you know, people are like, well, with Touch ID, what if you're asleep or uh, and, and someone takes your finger and puts it on your phone and, and unlocks your, your device? There was always that worry. With Face ID, what if someone grabs your phone and sticks it in your face? Will it unlock? You know, Whereas it'll be immensely harder to do both. Get someone to look at your phone, you know, get someone to force you to look at your phone and put your fingerprint. I think that'd be great. Obviously, I think it would, should be an option because it would also be a lot slower than both Face ID and Touch ID on their own. But it'd still be pretty darn cool to secure your device that way. Um, but yeah, so definitely went on a rabbit trail. But that's what I like about the Galaxy S9. I like how it looks. I like the options it has in regards of security. I like the improvements that are being made. And of course, I like the camera. I think the, the especially the slow-mo motion or the super slow-mo uh, is going to be probably something that, you know, if I could get a an Android, a Samsung phone, I would, I would definitely get the S9 just for that camera mode. <laughs> So yeah, um, talking about Black Panther now, apparently it, it has had the second highest second weekend uh, gross with $108 million. I don't think this train is going to stop in for a very long time. Uh, this movie is looking to be incredibly popular um, and for good reason. I, I've talked about this before, what a good movie it is. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely, definitely very excited to hear that news. It's probably going to be stuck in theaters for a while. Um, and I'm pretty excited. Like apparently w within the next couple weeks, Thor Ragnarok is going to come out on Blu-ray as well as Star Wars Last Jedi. Justice League will hit Blu-ray. Eh, I'm looking forward to getting that even though, you know, I'm kind of on the movie itself. I still want to get it because I did enjoy it for what it was. I've said this before, and also I feel like if there's any chance of us getting an extended or even a Zack Snyder cut of the film, it's going to be through the sales of the actual theatrical cut. If the sales do well for that, then probably we'll, you know the the Warner Brothers will re-release Justice League again with an extended cut with more Zack Snyder footage yeah so that's why I'm gonna be getting that film and of course the Last Jedi man I really wanted to see the Last Jedi a second time in theaters before it came out on Blu-ray but man my schedule just sucks right now you know it's not that you know ugh, I just said you know like two times there in a split second ugh, I need to work on my language <laughs> am I uh, uh my schedule isn't horrible, but you know, working at a at a at a phone store where we have to you know be in stock during the holidays and stuff, you know, with Christmas 
with the last Jedi coming out around Christmas, it made it made uh, going to see that movie for a second time hard because yeah, I just I can't manage uh, around that time. I just couldn't manage to to get a good day off from work for to you know to actually manage it. So yeah. I'm disappointed because, and it also is also harder because of the fact that the rest of my family, except for my sister, didn't really care for it. Me and my sister actually really liked it, but my dad and my mom didn't care for it, which is like, ugh, bummer. And then Pacific Rim Uprising, I keep forgetting about that film, is coming out in on March 21st, I think. So, yeah, so yeah, and yeah, I'm just excited. My Blu-ray collection is gonna expand. By quite a bit in the next coming weeks. So, recently, this is totally off topic from anything tech or movie related or anything like that. Recently, our Speedway had a small remodel done and they had the Speedway Cafe installed. And because of this, everything is like 99 cents. Oh, this stuff is way too good for its own good. The smoothies that are at the Speedway Cafe are to die for. Oh, I'm having, I have a strawberry one right now and it's mm, so good. Where has the cafe been the rest of my life? Oh, because they have frappes of multiple different colors. The chocolate banana is really good. And... Yeah, that's all I've tried of the frappe so far, and I can't wait to try more because, yeah, I love I love me a good frappe. Uh, McDonald's is typically the only place that, uh, you know, makes good ones, but Speedway actually looks like they're going to be up there. So, yeah. Um, and recently, I've been having problems eating out because of the fact that as in problems eating out as in I've been eating out way too much because yeah there the, there's these things called apps that you can download for restaurants and then they uh, put coupons and deals up on to get you to buy their food and I have no self-control I see that buy one get one coupon that gets generated and I have to have it Granted, uh, there there have been some good ones on the McDonald's app, uh, like some buy any sandwich for a dollar. I love that one. Unfortunately, it's gone now. I'm so mad. Yeah. Needless to say, I, uh, uh, I, I have a bit of a problem when it comes to fast food. I have it way too much. I recently downloaded the Taco Bell app and realized that they do the same thing where, where uh, McDonald's, you can mobile order. You can place your order on the app, pay for it there, and then you know when you arrive at your lo- at the location, then you tell it, okay, I'm I'm here. This is how I want it, and it saves you a lot of time. You don't have to stand in line, and you know wait for the uh, cashier. You don't have to you know hope that the cashier got your order right. You know you can because you're in control of your order, and it's really super nice. And then of course Taco Bell is the same way. Taco Bell, where where I live, is always super busy. So, you know, there's plenty of times I've gotten stuck waiting in line, and to have the app now where I can place an order and just go and pick it up would be 
absolutely amazing. I need to try that. And I'm craving Taco Bell now. Crap. I shouldn't have talked about this. <sighs> so if there's anyone out there listening, you know, this was definitely a weird, weird rabbit hole to go down there. But what uh, what's your favorite restaurant? What's your guilty pleasure uh, fast food place, if you have any? And so concludes Sunday Night Metal, episode five. Best of. Yeah, I hope everyone had a good time. I hope you enjoyed the music. I guess if you enjoyed the last four episodes, you'll enjoy this episode's music because it's the same music. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I kind of, you know, thought I'd do something different today. Change up the format just a bit. Uh, and I hope you you all enjoyed it. I hope those of you listening on Anchor enjoyed the music and, you know, my rambling thoughts. I hope those of you listening on, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and other, and other, uh, other, what's the word? Distributors, uh, podcast apps, whatever, you know, you get the point. I can't think of the word now, but, you know, hope you enjoyed listening to me. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to label the episode, honestly, just because the fact that even though it's Sunday Night Metal, you know, podcast wise, I could still, you could remove the music and it'd still be like an album review. But this, it couldn't, it's not really metal focused. It's not review focused or anything. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I'm probably just gonna, you know, just label it Sunday Night Metal Episode 5. But, yeah. I hope, regardless of whatever it's called, you had a good time. You enjoyed what you heard. And I will uh, see you in the next one. My name is Sir Cal with Geek Source Entertainment. Signing out. <laughs>